Hello everyone, and today we will be studying the Mishnayot for Friday, February 18th, the second and third Mishnah in the, in the seventh chapter in Mesechet Peah. The Mishnah says like this, Zayid shenimsa omed ben shalosh shurot shel malbinim The Mishnah describes a case where you have three rows of olive trees. Each row consists of three trees, and there is a space of two strips of land in between each row. Let's just forget that last detail. It's somewhat insignificant. The main thing is we have three rows of olive trees, each row consisting of three trees. And then you forgot to harvest the middle tree. The Mishnah says, Eino It's not considered shechacha. When we say the middle, we mean the middle one of the middle row. And why is it not for, considered forgotten produce? Because here, the reason why you forgot is not because you passed it over, but rather because it's covered up. It's like in the middle of this whole forest of trees. So therefore, uh, the poor person cannot collect it because it's not considered shechecha. Continues the Mishnah. If olive tree contains two sa'ah of fruit, right? This is a law that has been repeated now a few times. And you forgot it. It's not shechecha. And the owner can always go back and retrieve it. We mentioned in the Mishnah earlier yesterday that if a tree has like a name for itself, right? Either because of its location or because it produces, a, you know, a unique type of olive, very juicy type of olives. Any olive tree that has a reputation, the Mishnah told us that if you forget to harvest that tree, it's not considered shechacha. Says the Mishnah, that's only, that's only if you never started on that tree. But but if you started to cut down this, again, reputable tree, then even if there's olive oil dripping from the olives, it's considered shechacha. So again, that exception, that a tree with reputation is excluded from the laws of shechacha is only if you hadn't started harvesting that tree. But once you harvest it, then it's, um, again, regular rules apply. Continues the Mishnah, that as long as the farmer has olives beneath the tree, that still need to be gathered, and again, he hasn't sort of forgotten those, then he has the right to go back and collect the olives that he forgot at the top of the tree. Uh, because it seems like um, as long as there are still olives on the bottom of the tree, your plan is when you go and get those olives on the bottom of the tree, you're going to look up and see, oh, any leftovers in the tree itself. So again, as long as the stuff on the bottom is not forgotten, this similarly, the olives in the tree itself also will not be considered forgotten. Rabbi Meir argues and says, Rabbi Meir says that apparently there used to be another worker who would go and search for hidden fruit. Uh, because, again, it was somewhat common that you would, you know, first pick and pluck everything, but then there was that uh, extra level cleaning or harvesting, cutting that took place with this additional worker. And this additional worker would bang at the tree and look really closely to see that nothing was forgotten. So says Rabbi Meir that until that worker goes, which apparently was part of the regular process of harvesting, then it's considered, uh, then it won't be considered Shecha until he leaves the place. Okay, third mission, next mission of the day, Ezehu Peret. The Torah says very uh, clearly, let me just get the uh, Pasuk for you. The Pasuk says, in the laws of gifts to the poor, Uperet karmacha lo The Torah says very clearly in Sefer Vayikra, Perak Yotesh, chapter 19, Uperet karmacha lo The fallen fruit of your vineyard you shall not gather, which is very similar to the fallen grain. So really, it's the same law. It's just here the Torah is talking specifically about the um, tree, 
what type of tree? A grape tree, a vineyard, right? A kerem, that's what we like to call it, a vineyard. So, Ezehu peret. So, the Mishnah says, what is a peret? You know, what does the Torah mean? So, it says the Mishnah, If the grapes fall during the cutting, hayabotzer. Then the, um, so again, Anosha Bashas Batsira, then the poor person could come and collect this. However, says the Mishnah, Hayabotza, someone was harvesting, Akatas Eshkol, and when he cut the cluster, Huspach Bailim Nafam Yadal Aretz, it sort of got tangled in the leaves of the vine and fell from his hand to the ground. Says the Mishnah, Vinifra Tarehu Balabayas, these grapes that fell to the ground are still, are still, still belong to the owner. Um, anything that, the only time fallen produce can be collected by the poor is if it fell during the regular cutting and harvesting. Right? We mentioned earlier once you were cutting the grain and a thorn hit your hand and that caused you to drop it. It's not considered leket. It's the same thing over here with peret. It's only considered peret if, again, while you were cutting it fell. But if you were trying to grab it and something got tangled and that's how it fell, it still belongs to the owner. Continues the Mishnah, The owner thought he was going to outsmart the Torah. He was going to put a basket under the grapevine. Says the Mishnah, is considered robbing the poor. On this, we can apply the verse, do not violate the boundary of the poor. As the commentaries explain, the second the grape falls from the tree, it immediately belongs to the poor person. This person thought he's going to place a basket under the tree, thereby uh, forcing, thereby uh, saying that, oh, it never fell to the ground, and therefore it belongs to me. So the mission, no, the second it falls in the air, it already belongs to the poor, so your basket is not doing anything. Okay, that concludes our study of Mishnayos for the day. As always, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study some Torah.